Secrets from a Coach. Thrive and maximise your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson of Phenomenal Training. Debs. Law, how are you doing? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm doing well. There seems to be this kind of change in the air, doesn't there? Mm, there is. I mean, I know in our setup for September, you know, there's kind of uh, like that back to school kind of feel. But uh, we were discussing earlier on, aren't we, about how actually for us adults as well, there's a lot of change. Um, major cities around the world. So, well, uh, feedback from uh, TFL is that there has been through the commuter hours, a 71% increase in bus journeys, a 22% interest in tube journeys. And um, yeah, some of the kind of restaurant and cafe chains are saying that they've never been busier. So Pizza Express is saying they're at 2019 levels. So there's a, oh, lot, that's of, good. There's a lot of firsts happening, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, I think I think there is. And as you said, people going back for the first time, maybe getting back on a train and, you know, maybe having their first conversation about themselves as well, which they haven't done for, you know, 18 months or so. And, you know, so there is definitely a lot of that going on, which causes um, some stress and some anxiety sometimes and a little bit of being feeling like they're out of touch and a bit of drift, I think that's what's coming through as well. So it's how how can we help people um, get reconnected, if you like? So yeah, so they don't feel like they're just drifting in space. Oh yeah, and actually, um, our title we've got for this episode is "Time to Tether," and uh, that's playing with the theme that we had some fun with a while back, didn't we? Last summer in our virtual lunch and learns about lessons from NASA. So how are astronauts changed to be uh, trained to be able to deal with being out there all alone in this expanse, which, uh, you know, many of us could feel like we could identify with back back in the kind of early days of all of this change. And um, that idea of feeling tethered, so that lifeline, whether that is that oxygen lifeline to the mothership, whether that is that communication lifeline, not only to Houston, the, the, the control, but also to the individual sources of um, connection for those families with NASA. And um, we just found that fascinating, didn't we, this concept of being tethered. How connected do I feel to others around me? And in particular, for those of us who are maybe making some first journeys back into a physical office, how strange will that feel? How connected do you then um not only those power of connections with the people, but also the places as well. And that time to tether is something that we are seeing as having some real value. Yeah, definitely. And I think also making time for people to be able to talk about their experiences, you know, and being able to share their stories of what's going on. And I know we have spoken about that before, but I think now more than ever, now it's becoming a bit more of a reality of I am actually going back to work um, it's not just a figment of my imagination. You know, taking that time to be able to understand, explore, listen to, so people feel heard. You know, I was just doing um, a couple of coaching sessions this week that, you know, that's the first time people have taken time out for them to focus back in on themselves and think about what's important for them and to create that safe space just to listen and for them to be heard and for them to think about you know, what's important for them, you know, what do they need to consider now? Because it, you know, like we said on last week, you know, it does feel like a new school term, but actually it's also helping people think about what's important for them now. And it's given them a little bit more of a focus 
back on themselves. So, you know, creating that time is really important um, just to be heard. Mm. So it's just sprung to mind. I remember um, way back, back in the day, I was doing um, some studies in, in uh, psychology and I remember being blown away by this uh, research paper that was looking at, I mean, this is like 30 years old now, this research, but I bet it still stands true today. Which of the different counselling therapies are more effective? Is it behavioural? Is it cognitive behavioural therapy? Is it person-centred? What is it that's most effective? And what actually came out from the research at the time was they're all as effective as each other, really, because the magic is the time and the relationship with that counsellor. Time to sit there, share your stuff, (laughs) be accepted in that moment of you being vulnerable and sharing all of the ups and downs that you've been through and those personal highlights and tribulations, etc. That's the magic. It's It's that time to connect with yourself tether with someone else and feel like you're part of something. Whether or not it is um, strategy A, B or C, it's that time together. Yeah, definitely. And, that, and that's the same as coaching, as you said. It's that, you know, both of the people I was speaking to was just, they carved out that time um, for themselves. They put themselves at the top of their priority list and wanted that time just to talk. And because that's, you know, we listen as coaches and we ask those, you know, questions that get them to think a bit deeper than just the superficial and really challenge their thinking or disrupt their thinking, as I always call it. Um, They have to sort of trust us with them. Yeah, and I think that's the bit that's really important. There has to be an element of, um, I'm going to trust you with my inner thoughts or what's really going on for me so that I can, um, you know, just have that, um, I suppose, listen, the acknowledgement that I exist as a human being um, because then I can actually then help I can work together we can work together and what does that look like for you and I think that's the bit where for me that's where the magic happens is the time and it might take you know I had a session that would have probably only been booked in for an hour but actually because of what was going on I was able to flex that so that session was two hours long you know which you know someone said well you shouldn't have any sessions longer than you know 45 minutes an hour but it's not about that for me it's always about actually in that moment that person needed some time and if I'd cut them off at halfway through, then, yeah, that's not going to help them. Certainly not going to help them. So as you, that's that's my gift back is to go, yeah, let's keep talking because it's really important. If this is the first time you've spoken about you in the last 18 months, you're going to need that extra time. And I think that's what we need to consider going back into the workspace. I wholeheartedly agree. And actually... Those principles and guidelines, much of which we might have shared on training courses in the past, well, they were written pre-pandemic. <laughs> so so permission to just put those principles and guidelines on ice for a little bit, of course, boundaries and boundary management, but that's a fluid, dynamic event in that moment that you can't sort of subscribe to. Well, it's 49 minutes, so we've got to say goodbye, you know, just as someone is about to say, actually, I think the secret is, I mean, it's just, you know, that's, that's, that's a machine would do that. The human bit is I value the conversation we're having so much that I am listening and I'm listening with such intention that this can't help but have some ongoing influence. And it's that influence that then that time then has on someone's onward behaviour that means that overspend of 49 minutes is probably going to transform that person's experience for the next X amount of months ahead because it's post-pandemic. <laughs> We've never had this before. So if we happen to, you know, change some of the rules, then, um, you know, maybe those rules were old-fashioned ones anyway. 
Mm, I think you're right, actually. And I think that's where we need to consider being more mindful and more present in the moment to, to absolutely know that, you know, that person does need that time. Um, it's not going to be done and dusted. So I think there's an element of how do we, um, well, certainly from my perspective as a coach, you know, yes, you can absolutely back do back to back to back to back. I don't think that's healthy anyway, but you need to build in time in between each of the, you know, the sessions for people so that you, you can reflect. So I can stop and give myself back some time to just process it and then, you know, re- get ready, if you like, for the next one. So again, this comes back to you know always being on you know being present online without building in some flex time around that you're not being mindful and you're certainly not being present as I call it fully present because you haven't let go of the one before before you're starting the new one so I think it's how do we put our plan in place that works for us but also works for them oh too right Dave and you know for anyone kind of who's similar vein to me I like to have some kind of principles to stick to because then you can work out what you want to rebel against (laughs) sort of help. (laughs) I mean, I would say, of course, uh, to have those build in those brain breaks. So for the operational meetings, new ways of working, 25 minute and 55 minute, let those become the new default norms to give yourself a cognitive break for five minutes just before you bounce onto another Teams or Zoom link. However, if it is time with the team, do you know what? I'd be so bold as to say set three hours aside. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. At this point, as everyone is getting their head round, huge amounts of change, now is not the time to say, oh, sorry, the Zoom link's about to close. Um, sorry, yes. half of you didn't get to say anything. We only had an hour yeah. put in. Unforgivable. This is yes. the time to get time in and tether. And my, my, if I were to be so bold as to say, could it be that the first time the team are together, you have no agenda, just to catch up, listen, socialise, put in twice the amount of time that you normally would, you will travel further commercial distance for every meeting following after. Yes. Yeah, I think you're right, Law, because that shows the other person you care enough, which is really important. You've given them the time to share what's been going on so they feel listened to and valued. And therefore, they're going to trust you more because they have, you have given them that space to do it, which I think is, yeah, I think I'm with you 100% on that. Don't, don't be so regimented that our team is going to be an hour long. I think, yeah, you're on a hiding to nothing with that one. I'm with you 100% on that. Yeah, and we will get to business as usual. Of course we will. But these are firsts. If this is the first time you've you've been one of those 61% in traffic increase since last week that um, TomTom has then shown, if you are part of that influx of new traffic, you know, you're thinking things through, those journeys a little bit differently. By the time you've done it 10 times, you won't even think about that journey. By the time you've met as a team 10 times, you won't even think about, oh, they're taller or shorter than I thought they would be in person or whatever those new, you know, uh, kind of working each other out, etc. But for the first time, you know, permission to invest some time in tethering. Because if you were part of that NASA team of new astronauts coming together, a huge part of that training would be the team dynamics to the extent where it would be a sackable offence if you, you know, X amount of thousands of miles up in space were seen to not contribute to a harmonious team environment you'd be off that mission immediately. Yes. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be invited yeah, you would. back. 
Such is the importance <laughs> of a harmonious team environment when you have teams working in pressurised, new, unknown, uncertain situations. You might not be up in a spaceship, but for many industries, we're facing unprecedented, pioneering new challenges and opportunities. You've got to get the team tethered. If they're broken now, they're certainly not going to collaborate better when they're even more tired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or feeling um, disgruntled or that they haven't been heard or that, as you said, oh, we've only got 45 minutes and, oh, well, sorry, you couldn't, you didn't have a chance to say your piece, then that's what that person's going to remember and they're going to take that away with them, which, as you say, does definitely not build that harmonious team. Time to listen, I think, is really key. Because I think what you can then do is, you know, you can, in a way, you can put yourself back in the driving seat, if you like. So there can be this element of feeling that you've got the the power, you can empower yourself to make those decisions um, and also set the other person up. You can empower them to make the decisions and choices that they need to do to, to create the right choice and create the change that we know is going to work. So, you know, how do we how do we do that and do that well, I think is something that, anybody managing or leading a team or just working as a in a team I think we have to sort of take into consideration as well yeah I, I think you're, I think you're spot on and and I think whether it's solo working that is going to be your um default whether that is social working is going to be your default um hybrid working all these sort of new words and phrases that if you need a bit of a ready reckoner listen to last week's episode set up for September but we take you through kind of like a, the bullet point of all this new ling- language and all this new lingo etc but whether working solo could now be the time to ask yourself how tethered do I feel to the mothership I may be working for this particular organization but how much does it mean to me how much can I list all of my colleagues names without even thinking about it if you keep forgetting some of those people that means you're not tethered and the less tethered you feel the less motivated on the tough days if you feel like you're all in the same spaceship together you're just going to feel a little bit more empowered and fueled up on the days where individually you might be feeling a bit kind of tired and if you're working socially and that's your new kind of norm how are you then going to work well together so it's not the same two people that are speaking up all the time that actually everyone is empowered as you say to have that voice and to be able to share in it just a final thought though sort of Debs how important is it for people to share their story so we've talked a bit about the mechanics of how number one prizing it as actually um, putting some time aside and let's not let these first few teams meetings be dictated by the clock (laughs) you know you're more important than the clock of course it's important to have boundaries but business as usual you know we're sort of working towards that but just kind of uh, reiterate then what what, how important is it for a human to get to share their story Mm. massively massively important because they feel that they are they belong they feel like they actually exist as a human um and that somebody bothered to listen i think that's the um that's the other thing i think the sharing of the story means we therefore then come at it we've all shared so we've now got a little bit of a level playing field and there's no guilt attached to this oh my god my my time wasn't as bad as that person it's not about creating the guilt feeling to go oh you know they're worse off than me it's not about that it's just the ability to be able to speak to feel that you've been heard with no judgment, just so you can then sort of readjust and reacquaint yourself with being a little bit vulnerable to some extent. But for me, that's the bit that builds the trust. If I understand you better and what you've done and what you're experiencing, 
then I then know whether I'm similar, whether we're different and I have to adapt and adjust. I can be empathetic. I can then work with you. And, you know, we, I then know you, what you might need just to help you over this little bit of a hump as we get back to business as usual. But if I'm not doing that and I'm not sharing my story, then no one knows. None of us are mind readers, right? So, you know, sometimes we have to think, oh, I'm going to take that leap of faith and I'm going to trust you with the information I'm about to share with you. And it's up to you whether you go quite high, as I call it, or quite deep. Um, but it's testing the water so that I can feel that I'm part of something and I belong. I'm back in the community um, and I feel back as part of a unit because we've shared common experiences. Yeah. Do you know, I'm just recounting a, uh, a kind of offhand conversation I had the other day. So um, there was the kind of, how was your summer? How was your summer? And you get used to people going, yeah, it was great. It was nice to have a break. And then someone of them responded saying, long and arduous. Right. <laughs> And instantly, <laughs> you could see everyone else in the team kind of go, actually, do you know uh, what? Someone oh. wasn't as brilliant as I hoped yes. it to be. And then, boom, yeah. that was it. The yeah. real conversation happened. And, yes. uh, you know, as someone who is there to sort of facilitate it, of course, you have to be somewhat aware of timeframes. But we then smashed through the team customer service charter with far more honesty, connection, rapport than had we all just gone, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. fine, thank yeah. you. Surface yeah. level. We've been yeah. through a pandemic. <laughs> Pretending yes. that everything has gone swimmingly is you know, actually you want to hide into nothing because that's just going to make us brittle. And then when, you know, for those of us that are based in the Northern Hemisphere, when the harvest starts to settle, when we, you know, we literally go from furlough to harvest, a lot of people are getting back into these new firsts. Um, we've got to be as healthy and as um, up for it as possible. And humans are born to connect. It's in our DNA, isn't it? To collaborate and cooperate. We wouldn't be doing what we're doing today if we hadn't worked well, you know, above and beyond the immediate unit of people we can see so mm, part of that yeah, definitely. gift of being human is being able to think a little bit bigger than the people that are immediately in front of you um, but then sometimes we forget that and then we don't actually properly connect it's just numbers on a screen isn't it yeah and then it becomes like yeah you might as well not bother yeah I always think that you know it's like well why am I doing this and yeah, then it's demotivating and then it's like, well, what's the point? And yeah, we don't want to go down that slippery no. slope. Debs, I've got to share this funny story with you. See, is it secrets of a coach? I remember having a conversation and I had the rapport with the client to be able to have this conversation. But basically, this client was getting kickback from the board about how, isn't there a way that we can have a team engagement programme that's basically cheaper and quicker? <laughs> <laughs> so instead of there being like kind of two days together as a team, could it not just be done in two 90-minute webinars or something? <laughs> And then I remember just saying to the client, I said, well, the cheapest and quickest way to run a team engagement programme is not to run it. (laughs) That's the cheapest and quickest way. You've actually got more likelihood of making things worse if it's just some tick box exercise because people don't feel tethered. If people feel like the people that are around just going through the motions just to get through the day as quickly as possible then um, I'm not going to actually properly listen because I don't feel like you're going to listen to me either. And, you know, we're all too busy to sit there and nod along, aren't we? So people just tend to switch off their video and do some emailing instead. That's it. Because they haven't had the time, you know, to be able to, if you like, build that trust, to be able to influence others and see what's going on. Um, I suppose to be really present and mindful in the moment to to know that you're empowered to be able to do what you need to do and make the right choices for you. That's why. Debs, 
Just hold it right there. Am I thinking you've just spelled out some kind of gorgeous acronym? Oh, I might just have done. <laughs> yeah, that actually reminds us of the power of taking time to tether. Number one, trust yourself and trust others. Humans are born to cooperate, but we just need that time set aside. Never underestimate the influence that just having that time has on onward behaviour. Could it be that for the first few team meetings, there is no agenda other than to catch up, socialise, listen to each other? I assure you, you will be more productive in three months' time as a result of investing a little bit of time now tethering. That's what NASA would do if they were sending a mission yes, off. Yes, that's You'd true. You'd get to know yeah, each other. Yeah. Um, the M stands for being mindful, so consciously planning it in. If we were to be so bold, the first time the team get together, double the normal meeting duration that you would have. So there is time that people are mindful that this is adding value. It's not just small talk that is peripheral. It's actually part of that um, rapport build. And then that's then the opportunity for people to feel empowered. I've been listened to. What I'm saying is valid. Okay, then watch out world. Let's crack on and achieve our goals. That empowerment bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the bit around then thinking about, you know, what can you do as you, you know, we always say, you know, with a great coaching conversation, there's always action. Otherwise, it's just been a nice chat. Um, you know, my my encouragement to people is to think about, you know, what would be a first for you over the next couple of weeks, maybe, um, and therefore think about what you could do. Um, so that you can feel more tethered and more together. So think about what that is. Give it a little bit of time and be present in the moment and think about what is your first and what can you do. Love it. My share of the secret would be think about someone in your life who maybe is feeling a little bit disconnected. They're feeling either a little bit left behind by the pace of change. They've either started a new role or they're out of work or they've finished their working career or they're running a home team, whatever their kind of um, professional status is at the moment. Um, what Get them to listen to this and to remind themselves that tethering time is premium time. It's a core Ooh, I like that. human need. Tethering time is premium time. That's an- oh, that's nice. That's another one for the uh, Secrets of a Coach tattoo. Um, <laughs> tattoo We're series. building them up well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it, Law. Thank you. Oh, that was great. Okay, I'll definitely that feel cool. definitely feel tethered. So um, have a definitely. brilliant week. Really excited about the other um, three episodes we got coming up in September, which is all about ways of working. So yeah. Uh, yeah, looking forward to the next ones. I think we've got a guest next week, haven't we, Deb? So that we fantastic. have got a guest next week. So that'd be really interesting to hear. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah. So give that time to um, explore more. Love it. Yeah, love it. All right, done. Have a great week. And you, lovely. Love you. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email on secretsfromacoach at aol.com or follow us on Instagram at secretsfromacoach.com.